Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. I'm Himra Chenault, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Lanta Carroll, interim pastor of Families in Formation. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations. Because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Avenue, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit. Where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds, and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. We've almost made it, right? Uh, New year, new decade, um, new vision. Um, Where will we be coming from this morning? If you have your Bibles, if you have your phone, most likely. Um, Let us read the scripture for this morning. It's very short, um, but we're going to pull a lot out of it. Amen. Galatians 6 and 9. Galatians 6 and 9. If you have it, say amen. Amen. And it says these words, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Say that one more time. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. May God bless the reading of his words. Let us pray before we go into the word this morning. God everlasting, we come thanking you for another year's journey. We thank you for the times of abundance and happiness. And although there have been times of many sorrows and great loss, we still say thank you. We thank you for the hope that comes with change. We thank you for the ability to start anew, to see things different, to aspire to be better. And as we come now to listen to your word in this place for the last time in 2019, we pray that it does not fall on deaf ears. May it rest in our spirit of those who are under my voice and all of God's people say Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't stop now. Don't stop now. Sometimes in life, when trying to complete a task or accomplish a goal, we humans seem to sometimes give up right before completion, before crossing the finish line, right before reaping. I can't tell you how many times where I've uh, started a goal or created a dream and in the beginning I was so excited. I mean, I was ready. I was all prepared. And then a couple of months later, I would lose steam. That goal would fall by the wayside. That dream would change. And many a times it comes because we are exhausted. Uh, We lose a sense of purpose, a lack of patience, a lack of motivation. Maybe not even being able to see the bigger picture, a lack of want to, the ability to see things through, or the lack of support. Not having the right kind of people around you or involved in your dream for it to come to fruition. 
Because I oftentimes wonder though, just off the base of these statements, what if the greatest minds and influences of our history had stopped wanting to do good? Stop wanting to create or change the world. What if as in Newton hadn't discovered the ideal of gravity? Where would science be? Would we have ever even gone to the moon? What if Benjamin Franklin had a given up on trying to light that bulb and we and got frustrated to the point where he just quit? I know some of us would have a time trying to light a fire. Uh, candles would be popping. I mean, bath and body works would be the number one commodity if Benjamin Franklin had a not lit that bowl. What if Alexander Graham Bell hadn't uh, been passionate about trying to improve the way people communicate? How lost would we be without our phones? No hey Alexa, no hey Google. Some of us would be in trouble. What if Michael Jordan hadn't stopped trying out for that basketball team the moment that he was cut in middle school? That wouldn't be, hey, I want to be like Mike. No J's on my feet. But even more importantly than that, along the lines of changing hearts and changing minds, what if Americans haven't, hadn't fought the Civil War? Although many of lives were lost, what if the people in the North didn't see value in freeing black and brown people? Would I even be in front of you today? What if Martin Luther King Jr. hadn't given that speech to where all Americans were listening and watching, I have a dream today. It would be I have a dream tomorrow. What if he had got too tired or too scared or too nervous in that moment? Stopped just before the words came into his spirit. Would that art still bend towards justice? What if Rose Park hadn't not stayed seated? What if President Obama never pursued trying to be president of the United States and we never got that slogan, yes we can? Where would the world be without men and women who didn't stop wanting to do good? who didn't get weary and quit. So on that note, for the last sermon of the year, I'm not going to give you a sermon about a new year, new you. Okay. Um, although it may have place in your life, I'm not going to give you a sermon about um, the keys to looking younger, looking better, losing weight. Uh, I'm not going to give you a sermon about how to become more financially sound. Although that may be your purpose, I ask that you be blessed in that. It's just not the sermon that I'm going to give you today. Today, I'm simply going to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. And don't get tired of doing good. And, and, and further than that, start pursuing good. Don't stop now is the slogan for this morning. And we're going to relay this message, if I could read it again, through Galatians 6, 9, which is our point of reference. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, 
we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Here in these 24 words, we receive encouragement, but we also receive warning. Let us not become weary. In other words, let us not lose heart in doing good. Let us not get weary. For the first time in our conversation, we're looking at this, this way it says us. It's a we language, right? It's not a individual goal. It's a we goal. It's a group thing. Do y'all remember that song? It's a group thing. I got it. Y'all probably don't remember that. We should all have the same goal in mind to keep doing good and pursuing good and pursuing what is good according to our ability to whatever time and place in whatever manner that we can. So in this, for us not to give up, since it is a group thing, for us not to lose steam, for us not to feel as if we're doing this all by ourselves and get exhausted and lose focus, we have to support one another in 2020. It's a group thing. We have to watch out for each other and make sure that we're carrying each other in 2020. We have to focus on tackling issues as a unit, amen? Affecting change as a unit. It's a group thing in 2020. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If we faint not, get weary not, at the proper time, it says. Not in our time or my time or your time, but it says in the proper time. I love this word proper because it has meaning behind it that tells us that the moment is ordained to happen. That it's only a matter of time before it happens. That when it happens, it will be the perfect timing. That everything will be in order. The environment surrounding the situation is just right. The atmosphere is just right. The mood is right. It's the proper time. The appropriate time. My grandmother would always say, God may not come when you want him, but God is always right on time. But let us even take it further than that. Let's replace this word with another synonym. This word proper could also mean correct time. For at the correct time, meaning that the time, once again, is accurate, not a moment too soon, not a moment too late, but at the correct time, at God's time, if we do not grow weary, get tired, lose steam, give up, we will reap a harvest at the correct time. The correct time not only says that God is on time, but it says that we are as well on time because we didn't give up. We, we showed up to the party. We went through the strain and the stress that comes with doing good, pursuing good, battling fatigue and exhaustion, and now everything has lined up so that the harvest is ready, so that something will be produced at the correct time. Because we stuck with what we were doing, 
will reap a harvest. Albert Einstein, I want you to take this quote and just put it in your spiritual box. Albert Einstein said these words. He said, it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stayed with problems longer. It's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stayed with problems longer. In 2020, PABC, if we stay with problems longer, if we stay doing good longer, if we keep the faith longer, then we will reap a harvest together. If we keep helping those in need longer, start programs that encourage our youth and build up character longer, if we support other programs that are already doing the work longer, if we care longer, if we give our time longer, then we will reap a harvest. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor just a little bit longer. I knew y'all, I knew, I knew you would catch it. Hold that hope just a little bit longer. Keep trying to understand other people and other people's story just a little bit longer. Keep forgiving a little bit longer and in due time, proper time, the right time, the correct time, a harvest will come. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Not that we might, or that we may, or that it is a possibility, but it says that we will reap a harvest. It's like a pension on the job. You don't see them too often anymore. But if you have a pension, it tells you if you work a certain amount of time, then you're going to be guaranteed a certain amount of income monthly when you retire. So if we don't stop now, push ahead to our true calling, which is through Christ Jesus, we will reap a harvest, not a may, not a might. We will reap a harvest. So the question is, then what is the harvest? What will it provide? What's the benefit? Why, Pastor, what, what's to gain from this? To be clear, this is not prosperity preaching. This is not give a dollar, get two dollars back. This deal with the matters of the heart. This is a spiritual thing. Though it may be shown in the physical, it goes beyond earthly things. This, this, this word reaps, this word reaps speaks to the abundance of which a harvest will come. If we faint not in doing good to our neighbors, to strangers, even to our enemies, a harvest will be provided. It will not go unnoticed by God. It will not be in vain. Turn your Bibles, let's do some research. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15, 58. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Okay. 
1 Corinthians 15, 58. If you have it, say amen. amen. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says these words. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, it says stand firm. Let nothing move you, always giving yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. It won't be in vain. I told you in the beginning that Galatians 6, 9 gives encouragement, but it also gives a warning. So here's your warning. When you give up, when we give up, when we withdraw from the field of doing good, in that withdrawal from doing good, we are showing or we're saying that we really had no true attachment to the cause. And that our hearts really never was in the work. And when those on the outside and the inside see this, then it creates an environment where people won't take us serious. Where our word means nothing and people will start questioning, what are you really doing it for? When you become a Christian, you become that for eternity. We have enlisted never to withdraw from doing good, pursuing good inside and outside of these four walls, in our homes, on our jobs, in our lives. And then and only then, at the correct time, at the proper time will we reap. This harvest comes in many a forms. Whether it be physical or spiritual or mental, but in reading this, the Lord brought this to me, that this reward, this harvest is obviously some farmer, it's a farmer's language, right? And this word harvest means to gather up what has been ripened, right? To gather up what is now grown to where it's ready to be collected and distributed, amen? So when I read this, to, to me it's saying that if we look at verse, we're looking at 6 and 9, but go ahead and look at Galatians 6, 7. Go and look at Galatians 6, 7. It says that if a man, if a person reaps, a person reaps what he sows. What he sows, we reap. What we plant, when it comes time for gathering, if we plant good, then it gives us motivation to continue to do good, and then good comes back on us, amen? amen. Thus for then it's not in vain. When we put good out into the world, it spreads from us to someone else. Then they plant a seed of goodness into someone else, and then the cycle goes on and on and on. Your reaping is producing good. That is your harvest. And that goodness derives from the Lord and it starts to spread. When we do good, it spreads and it grows and it produces good fruit. There's a Greek saying, goodness does not consist in greatness, but greatness in goodness. Goodness 
does not consist in greatness, but greatness in goodness. Anyone can be great and not be good, right? But if you're good, then you're great. If you want to be great, if I want to be great, if I want change to happen, then we have to aspire to do good and we're great in that deed, amen? No matter the hardship or the pain or the struggle or the disappointments that come with doing good, seeking justice and loving mercy, if we, one, stick together, it's a group thing, a we thing, right? If we don't give up, right? If we wait for the proper time, the correct time, then we as a unit will reap a harvest. This is my encouragement to you this morning. We are on the cusp of stepping into 2020. And all I need to tell you, and I'm gonna say it one more time, I want you to keep doing you. I want you to keep pursuing good, amen? I want you to protect your energy, amen? And in that, all of us will receive a harvest, and it will not be in vain. Amen. Let, let us pray out this morning. God, we, we thank you for life. And with this life, we thank you for the ability to choose good. To love those who are not like us. Not only to love our friends, but to love our enemies and do good to them as well. We come not say, uh, worshiping you or, or, or serving you because we believe we'll receive something back. But we do it simply because you are good. Simply because you, you touched us with your spirit of peace and love and mercy. So on this last Sunday of 2019, we ask that in two, 2020 that you give us clearer vision. That you guide us in the way that you would have us go. That along that journey you protect us and you keep us. Watch over us. And in those times that we seem to get off track, we ask that your rod and your staff get us back on that narrow road. And on that narrow road, that, that is where love lives. That is where love lives. Not only love from you, but love from us. Loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. In 2020, we pray for clearer vision to see where you'll have us go. And all of God's people say amen, amen, amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta. 
across the street from Grant Park at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into the world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God who created you loves you and empowers you. To love boldly. Live inclusively. And to serve creatively. Amen. Amen.